0: Welcome to another Block Talk Radio show, guys. Uh, I have, without further ado, because this is going to be a long introduction if I start talking like I always do, it's going to be Bill Posley. He's calling from New York, so I have to be quick. It has to be in a New York minute, <laughs> so it has to be quick, guys. <laughs> and he's already on the line. He's He's loving the song, but I'm going to play it at the end because... Uh, but you know that song is is not the original song is by uh Portishead. Portishead, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Portishead. Okay. that's that's the so Portishead yeah, yeah. is more amazing than this band. But you know what? It's fine. I like the remix. But uh, anyway, that's my take on that. Only you. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's no, great. No, that's not how it goes. <laughs> So, how you been, Bill? How's it going?
1: Uh, good, man. You guys, I'm I'm in a truck right now. So, I'm driving. Yeah. A truck. So,
0: I built this
1: uh, immersive experience oh, in the back of a moving truck mm. um, where people get to get in the truck and uh, they think they're stepping in to look at a mirror and uh-huh. instead of uh, a mirror... On the other side, they Mm -hmm. see me. And so you get to have a one-minute immersive (laughs) experience with me. However,
0: Uh what I didn't account Uh for
1: was having to drive a moving truck and park it every day (laughs) in Manhattan. And so, because I did not <laughs> think about laughing. that, I am now every month. So street cleaning. So now every morning
0: oh, my. and
1: every night, <laughs> I have to find parking for this friggin' truck. Uh, yeah, every day, literally every in, day. In New York.
0: So, in New York. Yeah, yeah. In New York, I'm <laughs> literally in. And I mean,
1: I've been pulled over. I've been. Uh, I've gotten a t- I've gotten two tickets.
0: You've been stereotyped,
1: um,
0: bro. No, it's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, it's already funny. <laughs> Sorry. So we had a laugh. At this it sounds, it uh, but, Yeah, very, it is. Uh, I, wow. I bit
1: off a little more than I, I than I could chew with this thing. So wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So you guys, you guys are. <laughs> We're going to find parking, man, uh, while we do this interview, because uh, it's 10 o'clock and it's street cleaning. God damn hey, it, I just got the spot. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happens, man. All right, so now you can see how All I right. feel. So, yeah, man, uh, what do you yeah. want to
0: talk about? Let's do this. <laughs> well, let's talk about the day I became black. All right. Yeah, man. Because uh, so. that's what you're doing in New York, right? <laughs> yes, I am. Um, Just for those people, the listeners that don't know what's going on, um, I'm going to explain this. It's going to be Bill Pothley, who I met at the Hollywood French Festival here in L.A. uh, Last year, he had this one-man show called The Day I Became Black. And so I went to see it, and I thought it was the best solo show at the French Festival, in my opinion, but I only saw thirty shows last year, out of three hundred four <laughs> hundred. Only. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Only, only 30. thirty. Wow. Which is a lot, but it's not really a lot when you think about the, you know, the bigger picture. However, right. out of the thirty, I I thought yours was best, the best solo performance. After after you is um, Jonathan, because he's going to kill me if he hears this. <laughs> oh, no, not, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Jonathan is, it was my favorite solo performance. So, Jonathan, if
0: you hear this, you were my favorite solo performance. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're a close second. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um, anyhow, so the story goes that uh, Bill Posley grew up biracial in white America. That's what I understand. Um, where, where do you grew up? I forget where you're from.
1: So I'm from Massachusetts, um, which, uh, is the, you know, is the the first place most people think of when they think of black people. Right. So I'm not only having, I'm not only biracial, I'm in a place where there aren't that many black people. And on top of that, um, I grew up in a outside, you know, About an hour outside of the city of Boston, which, you know, has a reputation for being the most racist city in America. So I'm having a racial identity crisis around a lot of very crazy and confusing things because I want to, as a biracial person, I want to identify as, you know, both black and white. Uh, And Mm -hmm. what ends up happening is because I look black, I, I have to learn that um, eventually I have to identify as black because that's the way the world's going to perceive me. So that's basically mm. the journey of that story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. That's intense. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. Yeah. But well, funny, uh, but, I try,
1: but I try. Was... But I try to make it funny.
0: No. Yes. Well, you're for you're uh, first and foremost a comedian. So when I when I went to see it, obviously I was I was expecting to have you know a good time, and I did. <laughs> um, but uh, but towards the end, I was like, what just happened? You pulled the the rug right right under the audience, and every show, and I think nobody's expecting to see what you showed us on TV or what you showed us on the screen, and so I uh-huh. think the laughter pieces to the audience into what's coming up at the end. And I don't want to spoil it, because I, I know that you still have another, I don't know how many more weeks you have in New York, but I think uh, through April 15th, right? Is this here, April 15th, or has it been extended yes. even more?
1: Yes, I've been extended uh, to May 6th, so mm-hmm. I'm here from April. I still have from April 15th to uh, May 6th. And um I'll be doing the show Thursday through uh Monday for, you know, most of those days. And yeah, it's been oh yeah. Guess what? Guess what, oh man.
0: Home park, you missed the parking oh. again.
1: Dude, we might have just got some parking, dude. <laughs> hold on. Wait, dude, hold on. I just got to ask you Yeah, question.
0: yeah. Hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pull is this it. a paid
1: yeah. spot, or is this free? Oh, yeah. 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 All right, dude.
0: Yeah. Okay, funny. thank you, man. <laughs> really oh, man. Dude, you
1: see what I – Dude, you see – This is like – Listen, finding the joy of finding – um, all day parking in New York Is more than the joy Of putting on the best show Of my life That's what. That's where I'm at with this Man That's where I'm at with this Just because I wanted to have an immersive experience
0: Dude
1: um, So uh, yeah dude oh, Man let's see
0: We're a little bit
1: into the crosswalk But we're kind of okay Let me see if I got a Anyway Dude, you yeah, not, make sure you I don't love know, working in LA. It crazy. Nothing.
0: Upset uh, the new York. So, yeah. New Yorkers, yeah.
1: So, as I... Thank you for talking about that. Um, one of the things that I, I try to do with my work is uh, give people multiple experiences, right? Like, I don't... I, I think that comedy and drama... Breed, you know, live within each other. There's,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, the
1: the best comedy spawns itself from drama, and and the best drama spawns itself from, from, uh, from comedy in a way that, yeah, yeah. I mean, the two are always, always in tandem and and juxtaposing one another, and that's what I try. I I try my my best to do um, is to use comedy to walk people through dramatic things, right? And there's a way to do my story that is, um, you know, tragic or sad or... Relatable. A little bit more of... Yeah, yeah. And the comedy allows it to
0: be relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you showed us uh, that porno, and you showed us the... (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, I mean, if you don't laugh at that, it's just uh, something wrong with you, or you probably haven't seen porn in your yeah. life, <clears throat> yeah. or a big and, old well, black dick
1: A big old black dick, and <laughs> and the reason why I think I do that is, not everybody, <laughs> look, nobody know, Not not everybody is going to know what it's like to be biracial, let alone what it's like to be black and white, right, and so I try to use things like the porn conversation or, or uh, yeah. the comedy within the, within the piece to boil it down to a more broad perspective on the subject of identity because that is something we all can relate to is what it feels mm-hmm. like to, to be forced to identify based on appearance because right. in this country, we do a really, really really shitty thing which
0: is we,
1: we judge people immediately upon how they look yeah. right and so yeah. i do not have the patent on an identity struggle we all have it i want people to know that this is just mine <laughs> and i think finding the comedy in that situation allows for people to also say oh well, yeah, I don't know what it's like to be black, but I do know what it's like to be judged. I do know what it's like to feel like mm. I have to identify. I know what it's like to think about what I am before I go into a situation. You know
0: what I mean? Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Well, and in, 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 my, in my case, like when I, when I uh, get stereotyped, like uh, right. when I don't speak or I don't open my mouth to speak, people will assume that I'm white. Because right, I look white, but uh, in my opinion, I am actually Latino I'm, I'm Peruvian descent and well p n mm-hmm. but anyways i don't I don't identify myself as a white person, and I don't think of myself right. as a white person, even even if I look at the mirror and I see my reflection, I don't see a white person, um, not because I don't look white, which is that I don't identify with a race to begin with. Um, I'm not Latino, I'm not a Peruvian, I'm not a Italian descent, I'm not German, and I'm not <laughs> any, any of that, because at the end of the day, it, it, it's what's inside my head that counts, and what's inside my soul that comes through. And when I speak, I immediately have an accent, so people will assume, oh, he's an illegal, or he must be from Mexico, <laughs> oh, you know, how do you cross the border? Uh, stuff like that happens to me. So I understand your your you have to identify yourself. And I actually am an American. So just to be just to just to clear this out, I was born in the state. <laughs> so that confuses people. They're like, But where are you from? Exactly. And I'm yeah. like, I am from here. <laughs> It's just frustrating. Exactly. But, you know, I I I let I them I let them you know I let them um, I let them confused sometimes, on purpose.
1: Yeah, and the the fact that, that we feel like God, we we just need to know, don't we? Like as human beings, we just need to right. know. We need to know what people are, where they come from and and a lot of times i do believe it's in interest or it genuinely you know intrigues but also a lot of times it's so we're comfortable with who they are and we know where they fit in in a box it's 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 a lot of times it's that we need to know oh okay now i know where to place you right and like we yeah. need people oh to God. be placed in order for us to be comfortable wow. with them and that's that's the problem.
0: Yeah. Not only that, but also male and female, gay or straight. Um, yeah. The other sub 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 categories that follow that. So um, Religious, you know married, what I mean? Married, like single.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, like in Indian Muslim. What, you know, whatever that is, it it gives us the ability to go. Oh, okay. I know how to categorize that person. I know how to place them in a, in a, in a role that makes sense to, to me, right? And if, if that right. makes sense to me, then it's okay. You know, I think people should know where people come from. Right, makes them comfortable. I think that what's, when, when you are genuinely interested in another person's background, that's one thing. That's, that's, what, that's the human experience. But when you're interested in that person's background so that way you are comfortable with who they are, then that is what I think um, makes, makes the identity struggle super, super difficult. Because yeah. if, I, if you were to come up, you were a great example, right? So, like, when somebody's like, oh, man, where are you from? and you explain it, and they're like, oh, that's an interesting story, right? There are a lot of people who may ask you where you're from because they want to know if you're illegal. Or yeah. before, you know, once you were white, you, they gave you, once they perceived you as white, that was a different experience for them. But when they hear you speak and there's that accent there, they're like, oh, wait a minute, yeah. this isn't a white person. Wait, who are you? Why, why, Like, why do you have that accent? Where are you from? Like, that kind of yeah. intrigue is where you start to wonder, are they really interested in me? Or, do, and, and the fact that you have to even think about it, right? The fact that you even right. have to think about it. Like, oh, are they now going to treat me different because I'm not white to them anymore? Are they now going to treat me different yeah. because I have that accent? Do. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And they do. Um, yeah, one one time, somebody told me I'm a wetback, and I'm like, "Really? And your na- And your last name is Lopez? You're calling right, me right, a wetback?" Right, right, right. Okay, <laughs> okay, whatever. But like, this is not about um, legal or illegal. It's about race. And right. that that actually, I wanna I wanna pose your quit. I wanna post the question. Do you consider yourself an African American? So that.
1: That term in, in general for me is not a, a, a way I love to be classified. I prefer the term black, right? Um, because when I. Um, African American, I think, should be reserved for people who are from Africa and identify as American. Um, Mm -hmm. I am an American first and foremost, same as, you know, exactly the same way you said it. I am an American and any kind of subcategory of that I think um, makes me feel less than that. I am, uh, I am an American Mm -hmm. who happens to be um, biracial. That's, that's basically how I identify. And I think that um, there are black people who maybe would prefer to just be americans who happen to be black but i think i'm solely an american first and then mm-hmm. um, after that i would say i'm a biracial american
0: mm-hmm.
1: i identify today but why why, as not,
0: why not say why not say i'm white why not say you're white because that would only cuz then i'd be
1: denying half of who i am
0: <laughs> Oh, do you
1: know what I mean? Like that would be saying but, that I that my mm, dad doesn't exist. And it would be the same the other way around, right? <laughs> like um um if I said I was black, sure. that would be saying that I that my mom is not a part of my story, and she very much is, you know. And my white family isn't a part of my story, cuz they very much are. You know, they yeah. equally shaped who I am as much as as much as the black side of my family mm-hmm. did. Um and so mm. You know, it took it took well, doing this show. Be, yeah, go ahead.
0: No, you go ahead.
1: It took me doing this show because growing up as a kid, I wanted to identify
0: as both. And
1: then, you know, my dad told me that the I had to identify as black. All the world told me I had to identify as black because mm. that's what I look like. Um, mm. And it was very confusing because half of my story has to do with me being white as well. And so it took me a long time to feel comfortable in saying that I'm biracial. That's it. I'm biracial. And I'm okay I'm okay if that makes people uncomfortable. And I'm okay if people say that I'm denying that I'm black. And I'm okay with people saying that you're not white. And I'm okay with it because I don't care. I'm biracial for yeah. me. I'm not biracial for them, and I won't be black for them, and I won't be white for them. I will be biracial. I love my mom. I love my dad. I love my brother. I love both sides of my family, right. and most importantly, I love myself. You know what I mean?
0: Mm, right, right. Which probably, yeah. which probably wasn't easy growing up. I mean, you probably didn't love yourself uh, when you were called the N word or whatever other terms.
1: Right, and and that's the other right. thing too is because. Uh, You you hit the nail on the head there, right? Which is like, I wasn't just racially profiled by white people. I was also Mm. racially profiled by black people, too. And black Mm. people
0: Mm.
1: were racist toward me. They called me a half-breed or African or, you know, hybrid, zebra kid. Yeah, like they – it wasn't like white people were just sitting there – making fun of me. Black people were, too. So, like, I didn't feel black. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't. Right. I felt like something completely different. And so um, right. my experience wasn't necessarily one of a of a black person's experience. It was 100% one of a biracial person's experience because black people didn't accept me either um, yeah. when I was growing
0: up. Sometimes, you know. sometimes, sometimes. Actually, I notice sometimes that, uh, well, I, w- I would say African American, although they're black uh, or brown, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the African Americans tend to be more, I think, out- outspoken about that, be more racist or more loud or I guess whatever the, whatever the term. But I think it's more noticeable from the African American community called out and to be, you know, told like uh yeah, like things like that. Like they're 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 more outspoken I would say, I guess. About that. And they, they always blame they always blame the the white race for for anything and and you being a half breed as they say. Um it's I don't know. it's probably an insult to them or I don't know. I was just watching Queen Latifah <laughs> earlier, <laughs> and the, she had like this show, like this talk show in the in the nineties, or I think it was the nineties. And so she had like biracial, um, biracial kids with their parents come up on the stage, and it was interesting how before Facebook and before all this nonsense um, that we have today. How they were still, you know, close-minded, but now we're we're even we're still close-minded because we we haven't progressed from from the 60s or 30s or 1800s. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it sounds like we we have come a long way in some ways, but in some ways we haven't.
1: Absolutely. And, look, I mean, to go back to what you were saying before, right, you were talking about how black people, I think what you were trying to say is that black people are very outspoken when it comes to racial issues, right? Right, right. Um, and. I noticed. the reason that, The reason why that is is because it's something that black people, that's, it's their experience, right? It's something that they always have to think yeah. about. That's, why, that's right. why they are – and especially in this country. And so, a, uh, you know, being – you know, James Baldwin said being white means never having to think about it. So a lot of times
0: mm.
1: Uh, mm. people are, are ignorant to the fact that when something happens to a person of color, specifically in this country – it is hard for your first thought to not be, is this yeah. happening because of my, of my race? What, whatever mm-hmm. race that is, because of my color, brown, black, you know, Hispanic, whatever, your first thought mm-hmm. a lot of times is, this happening because of my race? Whether that's true or not, or you can deduce later that it wasn't, or you can make peace with yourself that, oh, okay, that, that, that wasn't because of my race, it still winds up being your first thought. Yeah. And after that you might be able to process it in a way that makes you realize, oh, okay, that wasn't a racial thing, that wasn't this, that was this. But until it happened it legitimately happened to me recently. I was just at lunch the other day. Sorry, dinner the other night, and we got the check. I mean it was a we, we went to a really nice meal, it was very lovely. It was me and another friend of mine. We got the check and the server wrote, Thank you and then circled the suggested tip section.
0: Uh, excuse he me?
1: Circled, he circled the tip section, right? Um, now, I'm, a, I'm a server. I've been a server in my life. Okay. To circle the tip section on a bill where it goes 18% this, 20% this, 22% this, to circle that section means one of two things, right? Hey, a lot of people in this restaurant don't tip, so I'm going to try and remind them to tip. Or two, I don't think these people are going to tip. I'm going to remind them to tip. Now, we're in a really nice restaurant. I assume that everybody tips. It's a nice, nice restaurant. So, I'm assuming now, in my head, he did this because he thinks I'm black and I'm not going to tip him. (laughs) Now, maybe some people, if you were white and you saw that, they might be like, oh, this guy's trying, he, he doesn't realize that everybody else is this, or he wouldn't even think about it. They may even think that's what he does on every person's bill. And maybe that's what he does. Maybe that's what that server does on every person's bill. But as a, as a, yeah, but as a person of color,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. I have to think that that's because I'm black. And it may or yeah. may not be true, but I'm thinking that. And that's the difference. That's why black mm-hmm. people are constantly, constantly mm-hmm. outspoken about race, is because we have to think about it more.
0: Yeah. I it's see. in our experience. You know what I mean? And the, the, funny oh. thing, the funny thing is that, first of all, I was in Russia, as you know. And in Russia yeah, first of all you don't they don't tip, right? <laughs> which is funny right. to me. I'm like you don't do oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 that, no. That was just uh, uh shock to me. But anyways, um the, the what I was getting trying to get to with that is that um uh I was with uh Seb, which is you know, he's not yeah. African American. He's he's black, okay, or he's brown, he says yeah. he's not black. Which I agree. Uh-huh. Um, anyhow, he was in 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 uh, Saint Petersburg with me working on this production, and he's he told me he's like it is so strange that in Russia nobody treats me like an African American, and it's such right. a relief. I feel so relieved not being judged by the color of my skin. In Russia where everybody's white and I'm the the, the you know the brown sore <laughs> everybody the shore of the of the whole town is Seb uh, and five other black people that were in that area but he says you know even though that was I was you know obviously not from there and they and people saw me and they even greeted me for no, for no particular reason they wanted to see where I'm from. They never ask me if I'm African American, right? And you know, and and that's period. It's like, okay, he feels so much more accepted, or much more, uh, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to have them guard up in Europe. Where yeah. Here in America, for some reason, we're still back in the 1800s, and we still have that mentality, and we still have the slave mentality. We have, we have a have history, that. right?
1: We have a history yeah. that other yeah. places don't have. And, and we also have a, the other places have, you know, what I love about going to other countries is not only am I not African American when I go, um, it's interesting that like when I go to a, a foreign country like Europe or something like that, I could just be an African tourist or a Caribbean tourist or a French, a, a black Frenchman. You know, the idea that like when I'm on a different foreign soil, there is not a preconceived notion of anything. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that's very cool.
0: Right. And, 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 and it's kind of funny. I I'm, mean, I'm from here, obviously, but I am I grew up in Peru, so in Peru, if you saw a black person on the street, you never questioned if they were from Peru. I never did, anyways, I never thought of for a second, oh, they must be from a different country, because, you know, anyways, there's a history there, too, but that had to deal with the Spanish. <laughs> um, anyhow, um, they were not treated differently than other any other Peruvians they were just peruvian people you happened to be in a different color um so i ne- we never i never had that experience growing up uh as much because we i did I, my family is kind of racist but <laughs> but yeah, it's another story but um that 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 would be called the day I became german you know um yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But anyhow, you know, coming here was a different thing. I'm like, I've never understood the history of, you know, the whole history that happened here and and how we still see people with uh, the color of the skin as, as superior or inferior to the other. And I just have no, no, uh, it's no there's no logic to it. I just don't understand it
1: yeah I mean people who are much smarter than than myself have have done the science on it and the sociology on it and the economics of it and you know where how how this how it systematically is ingrained into our society and you know all of that yeah. stuff and and we are in a place that um, we don't necessarily need to see each other as that way anymore, however, we've never needed to see each other as that, uh, to be honest, but it's it's such an underlying thing that we we don't know what that conversation looks like to start to weed it out, and I mean, it's I think it's something that, don't get me wrong, I, I, I'm not saying that it's... Um, that 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 progress hasn't happened. It obviously has, and a lot of people have fought and died and and given their life for for that progress and that change to happen. But we still have a long way to go. And I think that those, um, the, the nuances of the the nuance of it now is what where I think it really becomes interesting. Like, you know, the 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 places where we can start to really see like. What what is the systemic conditions and racism that we you know in today's society it may not look like pitchforks and lynchings and things like that but Mm -hmm. it manifests itself in the the prison system or the Mm -hmm. where where wealth lies in this country or you know the fact Mm -hmm. that if you're a certain race, you get the benefit of the doubt. Whereas if you're a certain race, you get condemned, right? Those, Mm those nuances Mm -hmm. in our society is where the racism lives and is very problematic and really hurts, you know? And so
0: like,
1: yeah, that's, and, and, you know, people, like I said, smarter than me have, you know, highlighted all of these things and have talked about these points and have made it better. My, what, what I tried to do basically with my with my show with my art is allow people to realize that identity is not something we should be scared of. Identifying is not something that we should be we should run from. It's something that we should run to. and when somebody does identify however they want, it should be not judged and celebrated as opposed to something that we find that's something that we're afraid of, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Because. Right. Yeah. Because. <laughs> well, because
1: if people feel like they can't be, If people feel like they can't be themselves and they feel like they have to continue to conform to fit into society's version of them, I don't think you get true growth. I don't think that you actually get... I think you get a whole bunch of people who are afraid to be themselves. Right. And that helps nobody. You know, the more that people break out of whatever shell they're in, of whatever identity shell that they're in, the more that people step outside of the world that, the way the world sees them, I think that we start to get a whole, whole group of people who blur together and blend together. And we start to become more and more one in that kind of scenario, as opposed to it being like, oh, this is, this is this category of people. This is this category of people. This is this category of people, you know. Yeah. Like I no. I love that. I I I think we need to see more you know like just just blurs and mixes like I know this is going to sound crazy but like there are gay Republicans. Right? But like in no. our society we automatically assume that gay people are 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 all liberal and like this <laughs> there are You know what I mean? Like, once we start to see that, like, we all carry different traits in different areas and all that, that's, that's what makes America so great is that you can be a gay Republican or a um, uh, white Muslim, if you, you, you know what I mean? Like, the minute that yeah. that we we are afraid to still take on different monikers just because it's different than the way that we appear to be, I mean I, I think that's that's when you stagnate growth. So I don't know. I, I I want that I want my show to open people up to the idea that they can be whatever they want to be and they can identify however they want and shouldn't feel the fear of stepping out into a new Category or a new territory that is foreign to them and maybe foreign to people around them. And also, I hope that it tells people that when somebody does step out into that world, who cares?
0: Right? Who cares? Let them be themselves. They do. (laughs) They do. (laughs) Whoever they are, uh, they care, I guess, Mm -hmm. for some reason. (laughs) Anyhow, before I forget, because we're almost. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say the truth
1: is we're all not one thing. Nobody is one uh-huh. absolute thing. Nobody yeah. is one absolute right. category. And 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 the more people open up and, and identify with multiple things, the more we all become this the same thing, which is a bunch of beautiful different people who love each other for our differences and embrace our similarities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um
0: exactly. No.
1: Sorry. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, I just, I just uh, like to, uh, to actually remind people before we end the show because it's already been 40 minutes almost. So.
1: I know. <laughs> it I'm going to make so sure fast. that
0: I, I, yeah, it is. It does go fast, and we can only have one show because I'm doing one show at a time. So anyway, um, mm-hmm. your show is going to be playing at Soho Playhouse, which is at 15 Varden Street, New York. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. know where, what part of New York it is. Is that Manhattan? or?
1: Yes. Uh, so it is uh, Soho Playhouse, 15 Van Damme Street in Soho, which is South Manhattan. Um, okay. I'm there Thursday to Monday. You can get tickets at right. Soho Playhouse or at BillPosley.com. Um, okay. There's a promo code for a discount. It's uh, Chocolate oh, yeah. Thunder, all caps, all one word, <laughs> Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> um, and I'm there until May sixth. So please, please, please all come right. out. We've just been extended. Um, uh, we really yeah, love we your support. Thank you, thank you. We love your support. Love the. Love to hear you know. Well, love to see you have people come yeah. down, and I love hearing people, oh, if people agree with or disagree or whatever. I love talking afterwards and having a debate about it and help open my eyes yeah, to things that the, I don't even see. And
0: I'm liking the comments from the audience, actually. I'm, I'm interested in hearing what they say at the end of the show.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to really, ask people if so yeah. I can talk to them after a show and just see what their thoughts are and see where I can help people. Yeah. And. You know, I, I, I recently had and I you know, I put it online where like there was a, a black couple who realized that they put people in a box and didn't realize yeah. that there was a bi that that, that that there was a biracial experience. I've had biracial couples say, no. Oh, I didn't realize that this was some like they didn't realize mm. that, that I had a mom of a biracial son say, I thought I knew, but I didn't know my son's experience
0: at no. all. Right, right. Right, 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 And
1: so like to have that, so that moment yeah. or to have biracial people come up and go, every thought I've ever had, you said, and I didn't even know oh. that I had that. When when you said it, I didn't even know that that was something that was going on underneath me. Oh. And so like, there's some really That's beautiful, deep. man, there's just been some really beautiful stuff and I've had some young kids. I mean, there's been some, I, I talked about this part in the show where, um, the first time I heard the N-word was when we read To Kill a Mockingbird and what that really meant for me. Oh, right. I posted a clip of, of that part of the show on Instagram as yeah. a way to promote. A little girl in yeah. the eighth grade direct messaged wow. me and said, that just happened to me today. We're reading To Kill a Mockingbird.
0: What? She felt
1: the exact wow. same thing I felt. And, it, and I'm talking 20 years later, 20 years what? later. So it was right. just, it, it, it's great. And like, look, I'm not always right. This is just my experience, but I really, really do love opening the door to this conversation. So thank you for giving me the chance to talk and interview today. It really means. Yeah,
0: fun. you're welcome. And we're going to actually end with uh, the song you liked from the beginning.